Well, today on the show, we follow up on Sarah's daughter's birthday party and then debate participation trophies and equal playing time. I then let everyone know about my recent travels. We then play the protein game as Sarah looks to fend off Eric yet again. And then it's time for the news as we talk about Bears quarterback Justin Fields and super celeb Beyonce. But first, let me tell you all about Next Wave. Yep, Next Wave Services is a website design company that provides high-quality website design and maintenance work for businesses at a flat rate. Next Wave was born from the idea that everybody needs access to seamless, reliable, and professional website design and maintenance service on a consistent basis. Next Wave believes that their excellent track record of repeat business is proof of their commitment to delivering first-class service all of the time. Get a free website consultation when you check them out online at nextwaveservices.com. Founded way back in 1998. That's about as old as the internet itself. It's Next Wave Services. It's time now for the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, your daily deep dive into sports, pop culture, beer, and food, all with a plant-based spin. I'm Dee, and along with news anchor Sarah Carlson, producer Eric Rogers, and the rest, here's a man who always has a plant-based plan before leaving the house, Rich Reynolds. Hello, hello, and welcome on into the Wednesday edition of the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. I am Rich Reynolds wearing a Hannibal Hoots shirt. By the way, that is a defunct team in the Prospect League that my son once played for. So if you're watching on YouTube, you know where that is from. Eric Rogers is attired in a Brewers jersey of the once great and now a treacherous trader Ryan Braun. Still Uh, the greatest. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find him at Eric Rogers Brand. And there's Sarah. Sarah's smiling today. At New Sarah is where you can find her all over social media. You can find us all at realmeneplants.com as well. And Sarah, I'm glad to see you smiling because that means that your 17-year-old daughter's birthday went really well yesterday, right? And everybody was happy and it was a perfect time for all. Right. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) I'm smiling today because it's the next day. You know, teenage girls are like something that's indescribable unless you've been a parent of one. Sometimes Mm -hmm. only one parent, and it's often the mother who gets this end of it. But it's sort of like you watch a human go from some sort of monster to this (laughs) really mature, sweet thing, and then back to monster. Mm-hmm. So we had a really tough time before dinner and then at the restaurant, it was great. She even talked to me politely, uh, you know, the wait staff and so on. And it was a lovely conversation. We got stepped outside the restaurant and I think I did everything wrong and she didn't want to talk and wasn't <laughs> it clear and I'm driving and wasn't it clear that she didn't want to talk. I, I'm supposed to have seen that she was looking down at her phone, I guess. So, um, I, you know, Mom, I don't know where to go with this. Done it's talking not an it. easy time, but hopefully it ends sometime mm. or I will lose my mind. Females, I'm telling you, in general, can be tough to deal with, Sarah. But uh, teenage daughters, 
Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So my daughter, I was expecting today, she's had volleyball no. tryouts for like the last three days. So she's a freshman and you can land anywhere like on the varsity team, JV1 or JV2, which by the way, I want to talk about because I hate the JV2 designation. But anyways, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were figuring out what, where she was going to be. She did really well. She didn't expect to be on varsity. She's only a freshman. There's a lot of seniors and juniors that, that are on that team. And she was going to be really disappointed if she made JV2 because there were a lot of girls who, even though they were sophomores, who really sucked at volleyball, according to my daughter. Uh, so, And she doesn't. She actually goes out there. She practices every day with mom. Mom coached the team uh, last year when she was in eighth grade. And as it turned out, today at least she was all smiles because she did make it to the JV1 squad. But I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I was expecting tears because she's a freshman. Now, back in the day, and I don't know how they had it for you, Sarah, in our high school there was varsity, there was junior varsity, and then there was the freshman team. Yeah, they just changed that lately. In fact, at my my son's high school here, um, he plays football, and there's JV1 and JV2, whereas it was freshman, JV, and varsity just last year. So I don't know why they're changing that designation. So the reasoning behind it, and, and we've been asking about that too, like why is our JV1 and JV2? Where did the, the freshman team go? Well, I guess it's for the kids that are sophomores and juniors who are not good at their sport um, so that they can participate at the JV2 level because they wouldn't be able to participate on the freshman level. So now on JV2, the designation goes that everybody gets equal playing time. So in volleyball, it's kind of simple. They just rotate people in after every time, you know, there's a right. point, every time there's a change of sign or whatever. They but they track the JV2 playing time so that it's equal amongst everyone. JV1 now they're actually I guess trying to win games and at the varsity level of course they're actually really <laughs> trying to win games. But yeah. the thing that that chaps my ass <laughs> about one the 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 JV2 level and two doing the equal playing time thing is they're not little kids anymore. So I right. get it when they're 6, 7, 8, 9, even 10 years old. I get it. Equal playing time. Kids grow at different rates. There's different, you know, uh, uh, parts of that, you know, like, like athletic abilities. So they can be on different levels. There's all kinds of things, you know, that little kids go through that teenagers and older kids are not going through. But anyway, I totally agree. Yeah. Last yeah, year. Ethan was on freshman, and they did let everybody play because I think they wanted to get a sense of how they could play, but they mm -hmm. certainly weren't going, oh, let's make sure that you know each child has 13 minutes at the end of each game I, I, or whatever. It, it, that drives me nuts. It's not even fair. So, I, I mean, so they've had practices all summer long for volleyball and basketball. Now, my daughter has diligently showed up at every one. We have a rule in the house. If you're going out for a sport, you go out all the way. So you don't half-ass anything. If you're going out, we do expect as parents that you are going to show up for each and every practice, whether it's voluntary or not. And we'll take you there. We'll drive you there. We're going to find a way to get you there. 
and you are going to practice outside of it as well. So if you're on the basketball team, you're shooting hoops. If you are on the softball team, you're taking swings in our garage. We got a net set up and you're going to be taking swings off a tee. In volleyball, my wife sets up drills for my daughter to do so that she is practicing outside of the sport as well. Those are the, the basic level of participation that we expect for our kids. And so I don't have that same level of expectation for everybody, but if you're not going to participate at that kind of level, you don't deserve equal playing time. You don't exactly. deserve to be at the same level. There could be a exactly. club team for you, or you know what else they could do? They can cut you from a high school team. They could actually just say, sorry, you haven't worked hard enough to be on the team. We can cut you. Now, I don't know what has happened to that. I don't know why that's not a thing anymore. It was a thing back in my day, and it did tell, teach you something as a kid or when you were in high school. One, you had to deal with disappointment. And I'm not sure kids know how to deal with disappointment uh, nowadays. Here comes the same old take, Rich. This is the same old participation trophy take. So you, you, I'll tell you, you the don't problem think with this what is, you're saying. Okay, please. No, no, yes, no. please. The problem with that, and I get it. I understand, like, older generations, like, even, like, myself, I'm younger than you, but still, like, you know, we had, you either played or you didn't. Like, you had to earn your time. The reason I think schools have it is not necessarily because they're caving to this participation trophy, like, sort of mindset it's because you have complaints from parents and stuff like well why is my son or daughter not play so they go all right fine we're gonna have the usual varsity we're gonna have the jv team which is the people who aren't quite as good and then just to appease those parents not because of the kids to appease the parents we will have a jv2 so here's that's the thing. What, that's what I think. It okay. Is. And now, now this is where I'm, I'm surprised this has gone because I used to coach seventh grade basketball and I loved my seventh graders. I worked their asses hard. We ran and we ran a lot and we got drilled into it. Now we didn't have five plays that we ran on offense. We had two, one to beat a man, one to beat a zone defense. Those are the only two things we ran and we ran them over and over and over again. And here was the thing. I had 22 kids one year on my team. 22. There is no way that they were going to get equal playing time or participation. It was really simple because I would have parents come up to me and say, why isn't my son playing? And I would say, well, your son doesn't work in practice. I told your son he has to work harder in practice or your son has to run. I had one kid. He was kind of heavy set. And he would come up to me every practice at the end of practice when we had to run, and I would run him for 15, 20 minutes, and he would go, Coach, my ankle hurts. And I would be like, okay, hey, listen, sit down over there. You could sit this one out, okay? Fine with me. Then game time would come. He's like, Coach, put me in, put me in. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Your ankle hurts. You're injured. I can't play you. I can't in good conscience play you. Well, all of a sudden, that kid learned something. You know what he learned? He had to run or he wasn't going to play. And so he ended up running. He lost a bunch of weight, got really good at basketball, and has lived that way the rest of his life. I stay in touch with him now. He learned oh, something it. in seventh grade that, hey, you work your ass off to get what you want. Otherwise, you don't get it. You are owed nothing. And when parents would approach me and ask me, hey, why is your son not playing? I would tell them, your son doesn't work. So they would yeah, go ahead. Though, I, I'm so happy to hear that. That's a very cool story. I do think, though, that we got a lot of parents recognized we were doing too much of this equal playtime thing and everybody gets rewarded, even though they haven't 
worked for it. So I do think that kids, at least my kids age, teenagers right now, they don't expect to be winning awards and being told they're great unless they've worked their ass off, especially in, well, actually, I mean, I've seen this in cheer. My daughter's on the cheer team and there are girls who know they're part of the team and they're needed, but if they want to do something different, something bigger, it's hard as hell. So, and then in football, again, I don't, I don't think these boys are expecting if they aren't working their asses off to be, to be put in. Well, because here, here's the thing too, how fair am I being to the kids that are working their asses off in practice that practice on their own? I had a kid on my team this one year when I was coaching seventh grade, he was so dedicated. He lived across the street. He was in an apartment. He actually had a band situation going on, but across the street from him was a, a, a playground that had a hoop. All right. When it snowed, he would be out there and he would shovel the snow off the court himself so he can continue to shoot hoops. That kid was fantastic and he learned a lot. I, I'm in touch with him too. I, I mean, he's done great. He's got a wife and kids and has gone far in his, his career. And he still will tell me every year on my birthday. Thanks, Coach K. Uh, that was that was my my, my nickname. Wow. For, yeah, for for doing that for me, for learning or teaching me how to work hard. And, and the, listen, it, it, it's 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 fair then to the people that work hard that they get something. It's not fair to them to take some of that away just so that nobody's feelings get hurt. So going back to what what I think and, and what I really hate about like a JV two team is listen, if you're a sophomore or junior and you can't make the JV squad. You can't make a squad then. There is no freshman squad for you. You're done playing or in the offseason, you better work your butt off so that next year you can make the squad. Now you're teaching somebody something. You're teaching them to, to deal with disappointment. You're teaching them to overcome things. And you know what you tell the parents? And I was lucky when I was coaching. I had an athletic director that would back me up. And it would have been easier as a coach just to give everybody as much equal playing time as I could and everybody played because then the parents wouldn't be upset. But there would still be parents that are upset. There's but parents- then what are you getting out of it? Either? You know, like what are you getting out of it as a coach? Right. You My job just- – just uh, managing rosters. Exactly. Managing that's that's all time. you're doing instead of teaching them about life. So one thing, too, when I, w- I was coaching back in seventh grade, I was coaching in rural Wisconsin. These were mostly farmers that, you know, were, you know, had, had their kids in the school. And I actually compelled the school district to buy ties. So neckties. All right. I made the kids wear a necktie with a nice collared shirt to school on the days that they had a game. Now, the reason why I wanted them to do that is I wanted them to stand out. They had to be looked at in the school as, wow, these kids are like working their butts off. They're, they're earning something. These are the kids that we should be role model role modeling ourselves after. And, it worked. They still do it at that school district to this day because it actually works. Now, the thing is, setting high bars and setting levels for achievement are good things. And when kids don't reach them and they have to learn to deal with disappointment and or work harder because of it, these are good things. I I hate the participation trophy mentality. This is another thing, and maybe this this might get you, and maybe this gets to Sarah. I don't know. All right. You will hear Uh-oh. parents at sporting events yell, good try. I have never 
once yelled that in my life. Well, okay. I wouldn't say never I try, but like good try. Any... That's a good try, Jimmy. No, good try, but... Susie. Okay, so here here's where I'll defend that depending on the mindset. Okay. My mindset at a football game watching my son is him I would say my son and the kids whose names I know and who I can recognize under the, you know, the jerseys and everything, the helmets. I would say, I don't say good try, but I'll cheer them on if, even if they had a bad moment. Like, all right, you got it. It's all right. You know, you know keep, keep it going. Sort of like, you know, keep their spirits going. Keep that uh, mentality positive. Okay. Like a cheerleader would perhaps, but I'm not saying, I guess I'm saying good try in essence. Those just aren't my words, but I'm not trying to say congratulations that you didn't catch the ball, but all right, come on. Eric, whatever. Keep, okay. Keep going. Keep I, I can say that. It. Like, yeah. For yeah. us, it was more like, you know, wake the F up. Get your head in the game. You know, <laughs> stop doing that. But try. Well, the coaches, that's what, I, that's what I expect the coaches to say privately. I get to be back there as a parent who knows 10 of the kids. And I say something a little bit nice to kind of. It's, it's all right. You got this. You got this. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Keep I guess. But see, trying to me is the bare minimum. So actually having effort in a game or practice, that's bare minimum. Uh, it, there's, there's no applauding bare minimum. There's actually a whole theory, and my wife who's a teacher will, will talk about this. So they have a theory now that when you're potty training kids, okay, so real crappy job. Anybody who's ever been a parent knows potty training is a messy time to be around children. Anyways, in the whole potty training thing, they're teaching you not to give your kids applause or treats or something like that when they go to the bathroom. The reason why is going to the bathroom, sitting on a toilet, and doing your business is the bare minimum. It's it's what you should be doing. There's no applause like, yay, Jimmy went on the toilet. It's like, yeah, Jimmy, it's what you're supposed to do. This is this is how humans act, okay? This is how if we want to live in a society, we have to do things. And so we don't applaud bare minimum stuff or things that 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 we're supposed to There's do. There's so many puns here. You yeah, I know. There are, well, what do you what do you, the what do you do? I got to tell you, I don't even remember. This now tells you my 17-year-old and 50 I don't remember potty training only that I was pretty lucky and they they weren't too difficult on me, but I don't think I I applauded. Um I would say good job when it was new. Right. I, I kept it pretty chill. Speaking of going to the bathroom, by the way, and by the way, when I'm going on one of these like frothing at the mouth rants, I expect you guys to jump in with the one-liners and the puns, okay? Because I'm going to miss a lot of them because I'm going freaking nuts. And if you're watching on YouTube, you will notice I have to talk with my hands as well. So it's something well, you're, you're Italian. Gonna, so. Yeah, it, I, I, it, you can silence me, not by gagging me, but by tying my hands behind my back. That would be the end of me talking. So I have been. I have got to say, you remember when we had Shane Martin on this program? I think it was way back in episode two. Shaneandsimple.com has all these wonderful recipes that are really easy to make in their whole food plant-based. So yesterday, I, I set out to have a Shane and Simple day, basically. All of the things that I ate were from shaneandsimple.com, including biscuits. Now, the biscuits are whole wheat biscuits. I use whole wheat pastry flour. And instead of, like, cutting in, like, if you ever made biscuits, you cut in butter or shortening or something like that. You cut in unsweetened applesauce. And I was really skeptical. I'm like, no way is this going to taste like a biscuit or taste good. It's going to taste like an apple muffin. 
It doesn't taste like that at all. It tastes like a biscuit. It looks like a biscuit, feels like a biscuit, tastes like a biscuit. It was wonderful. And so he has these vegan sausage patties, like breakfast sausage patties, mostly made with oats, but there's a bunch of other spices and stuff in there. I made those, these eggy tofu patties. So I was making like a breakfast sandwich kind of a thing that I could put together. It was phenomenal. I mean, absolutely amazing. And then for like dinner, I made this chickpea curry that is also there with, with brown Ooh, rice. That's my favorite. Oh my God, is this recipe good? And seriously, it took me 30 minutes to make. I put the brown rice in a rice cooker. I made the curry 30 minutes later. I'm eating curry that is out of this freaking world good. And it only took 30 minutes. However, let me just warn you about something. You are going to want to be the next day very near a toilet because this has so much fiber in it. Everything that I ate yesterday cleaned me out. I'm serious. What is it? One o'clock in the afternoon? Good job, Rich. I did it. Bare minimum. Bare bottom minimum. I, I love it. I mean. Three times on the potty already today for Rich before the show even started. But you know what? It's a good thing. Pooping's good, and it's really good for you, and all that fiber is really good for you. Everybody else in the world is focused, especially in the U.S., on protein, protein, protein. Got to have protein. Got to have protein. Well, we're going to talk about protein in our next segment and play a little game so that you can find out all about protein and ain't I the master of the segue? Yeah, that is coming up next. All right, I've got something that I think is pretty cool to tell you about right now, and that is our partnership with Paul's Party. That's right. The Real Men Eat Plants podcast has teamed up with Paul's Party, a charity that funds fun, and that's F-U-N, all capitalized, for kids with physical disabilities. Now, here's how it works. Just go to our website, realmeneatplants.com, and click on the link for our Paul's Party fundraiser. All through the month of August, we are splitting funds 50-50 with this awesome charity. Your contribution of six bucks will help pay for the costs of our very fine podcast, as well as raise some serious coin for Paul's party. Now, Paul was a great kid who passed away at the age of 15, but his mom wanted to remember him by having a party on the anniversary of his death to help raise money for local charities. Well, they ended up bringing in over $15,000, and with that, a new 501c3 was born. Paul's party does some amazing events like Paul Palooza, which is Sunday, August the 28th at the beautiful Wisconsin Brewing Company in Verona, Wisconsin. Yeah, there's going to be bands there all day long, great food, and some delicious Wisconsin Brewing Company beer. You got to like that. Now, I would like to present them a big, fat, oversized check with a generous donation courtesy of our podcast subscribers on that day. Again, just go to our podcast page on realmeneatplants.com or click on the link or go even to patreon.com and type realmeneatplants into the search and give today. Thank you so much for your support and a special thanks to Kathy, Paul's mom, for making all of this possible. The world is obsessed with protein. I tell you that every commercial that you see is focused on protein, protein, protein. Got to get your protein. 
before we go into our game, and we're going to play a little game, and you, if you've been following us so far, you know how our games work. Uh, it's basically a number between 1 and 100 is is what Sarah and Eric are going to be picking. The closest to the number, the better. You want a low score, and if you hit the number straight on, you get minus 5, and at the end of our six questions, we'll tally it up and figure out who won. Or I'm we getting might a actually... negative number here today, Sarah. No, you can't do that. I'm I getting that's a full... Impossible. Oh, nope. well, you could. Yeah, I could. Nail them all. Yeah, you can get a negative number. That would be fantastic. Um, so anyways, before we start the game, I, I'm talking about the obsession with protein. And you hear way more about that than anything else, more than carbohydrates. Carbohydrates somehow have gotten the, um, you know, the bad rap that they're the enemy. And then you have fats, and fats can go one of two ways. Some people think there are good fats, like olive oils and stuff like that. And then there's people that think all fats are bad. Um, and then what you don't have a lot of talk about is fiber. Okay, so let's go back to protein now. The average person, when it comes to protein, so say someone like, we'll, we'll take Eric. Eric looks pretty average. How much do you weigh there, uh, Mr. Rogers, if you don't mind me asking? Anywhere from 160, 165. Depending on yeah how much water he's drank that day and all that kind of good stuff. Eric, as a grown man weighing, we'll say, 165 pounds, would require approximately 25 grams of protein per day for all of his systems to function properly. Now, that's interesting. Yes. Because the old like weight training like theory was you need one gram for every pound you weigh. Now here's the difference. If you are an athlete, okay? So like my son right now is going through a workout that would kick your ass because it kicks his ass and he's Bullshit. in pretty damn good shape. Oh, I'd like to see you Let's try go, this. Joey. Yeah, I'd like to <laughs> <Let's> go. <laughs> All right. And then Joey will go and take two hundred swings as well. Joey does require a gram of protein per pound, and that's just to actually maintain his weight. Um, but most people, so don't require that. Now, Sarah might require that because Sarah runs and Sarah it, trains for marathons and all of that. Sarah is very athletic. Sarah might require one gram per pound, so she might need 98 grams of protein per day yeah. if we're, oh, if we're doing the math. And <laughs> Thank you. That was... <laughs> Smooth. I'm, I'm a smooth operator. And uh, so my wife actually calls me a Vaselina, which in Polish just means like a smooth talker. Um, it, it sounds like Vaseline, sounds but I don't think sexual, it has. Yeah. It do, yeah, that's what, you know, <laughs> but it doesn't really have anything to do with Vaseline, I, I guess. I love it. So um, anyways, um, a person like me that works out periodically and should be working out a lot more is going to require a lot less. So my 215 man pounds on a 6'2 frame, well, it used to be 6'2, I'm shrinking now, um, you know, is going to require about 30 grams of protein per day. That's it. That's all I'm going to need for all of my body to function and to maintain weight. Now, when you get too much protein in your diet, there are bad things that happen to your body. So it's bad for your kidneys, and you will start storing fat. Hmm. People think that carbohydrates turn into fat. That is not true. So even simple carbohydrates like white sugar or pastas, something like that, is going to be either burned or expelled almost immediately. So that's what happens with carbs. And by the way, our brains run on glucose, so we need carbs, we need sugars in our diet, otherwise we don't end up functioning. And then fats, we really don't require hardly any fat at all 
in our diets to function properly, fats can also turn to fat. So there is a saying that the fat you eat is the fat you keep. Um, a lot of that is true. Now, Fiber is the one thing that most Americans don't get. In fact, 90% of Americans don't get enough fiber in their diet on a daily basis. That fiber intake, for even for a person like Sarah, should be about 40 grams of fiber per day. Now, that seems like a lot, but it's basically a bowl of steel-cut oatmeal. Um, that'll get you there. All right? Yeah, so there there is lots of things in, in fruits, Vegetables are all full of fiber, legumes, all of that kind of stuff. So anyways, going back to protein, we don't need as much protein as we think we need. And everybody thinks that only animal proteins are complete proteins. This is also a lie. Um, so animals don't synthesize protein. They're just a means of getting it if you want to get it that way. But you can get every protein, every amino acid, everything that would form a block chain amino acid and a protein through plants. Yes, Eric's got his That's hand raised. That's why you got to say, just... yeah, I mean, I'm, just, I'm kind of going to go along with that because there's like two things that I take after a workout. Well, during a workout, I'm taking branch-chain amino acids, and then also like afterwards, you're taking a protein, which right now is a whey protein, but I'm switching over to the, uh, I'm going to try out a plant-based protein and see if nice. I notice a difference. But you... What, one of the best point. is actually like hemp. Hemp is a complete protein. Um, so they have hemp protein powder, and it's not going to get you high, but it will get you, you know, rocked up, chiseled. So if you want to try that out, uh, Joey's been doing that, and it works great. Um, so anyways, mm. there's a lot of misconceptions about protein, and it's mostly because of the propaganda out there. Every commercial is just, I mean, food messages are protein, 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 get your protein. You don't need that much of it. So now this game that we're going to play is we're going to guess how many grams of protein are in a serving of these plant-based items, and then Ooh. I'm going to equate them to a serving of meat. So we'll have a little fun, and we're going to learn something about proteins. Sound all right? Yeah. This was actually a last-minute thing that I'm I came intrigued. up with. Yeah, because let's I see it. it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go ahead and do it. Here we go. The protein game, six questions. The all-time lead right now is still in Sarah Carlson's favor, a 2 nothing lead over Eric Rogers as Sarah flexes her biceps for us on YouTube. I her and her 98 it. grams. Love it. Okay, here we go. Question number one. How many grams of protein are in a serving of black beans? So black beans. How big is the serving? Frijoles negro. So it would be a serving that an adult's supposed to eat in one sitting. So this is USDA recommended serving. If you were to have one serving of black beans, how much protein is in a serving of black beans? Which I think is actually about a cup if it's cooked, which isn't that much. So if you were to take a cup of cooked black beans, put it on your plate, you would see that's really not that much. So a serving... We're going to get way too much protein. A serving of black beans. How much protein is in that? Sarah, mm. uh, what did you write down? Oh, where'd it go? Here it is. There it is. 15 grams. All right. That's a pretty good guess right there. Eric Rogers? I was feeling kind of like that was about right, so I went with 20 grams. So you're going with 20. Eric's going to take 
an early lead here. 23 grams Ooh, is what is right. found in a serving wow. of black beans. You guys were both really close. By the way, that is equal to a serving of ground beef. So a recommended serving of ground beef is about three ounces. So like a, a little less than a quarter pound on a burger or something like that would get you the same protein. However, with black beans, you're going to get a ton of fiber vitamins, micronutrients with that burger, black you're going to get so good. I could eat black beans every day. Hell yeah. I make like a vegan refried black bean thing too. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of black beans. Put them in my vegan chili, all kinds of good stuff. All right, here we go. Question number two. Now we're going into the seed world. Believe it or not, cashews are seeds. They're like an apple seed or something. There's a fruit that looks like an apple that grows in Africa, and the cashew is the actual seed of that. So in one cup of cashews, raw cashews, this is these are not no oil on them, no salt, something like that. And a cup, by the way, again, if you were to take a cup, it's really not that much to sit down and eat a cup of cashews. How much protein, how many grams of protein in that cup of cashews? Bet you didn't is know there were seeds. You thought they were nuts, didn't you? I'm trying to figure out if one cup is a serving. One cup is, is a serving. You can eat it, but one cup is a lot. No, so that actually, I'm not talking about like ground up cashews that would fill up a cup. I'm talking about if you took a like a measuring cup and just picked up a, a thing of cashews, that would be your one cup serving. So of cashews, I'm not talking about eight ounces, eight ounces of cashews is way too much. That's half a pound of cashews. You're going to be feeling pretty bad. Okay. A serving of cashews has how many grams of protein? Sarah's going with 20. You got really neat Uh handwriting there, Sarah. Oh, thank you. Have you always been proud of your penmanship? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good, good. All right. That means now we got to go to Eric and I'm kind of worried about you here, Eric. It looks like (laughs) Eric has left us. Yeah, he, he took a break to go measure some cashews in a cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> or one, he, he's Googling the answer right now. He's like, I got to beat Sarah. Got to do it. Okay, okay hold on. Eric We're back. Rogers We're back. is back. There he is. Okay, stop popping off on us today, Eric. All right. 18 grams. Going with 18 grams. Both of you on the low side, a cup of cashews, one serving of cashews, 40 grams of protein. Oh, in that, that is equal wow. to, by the way, a four-ounce serving of filet mignon. So there you go. A lot of protein in cashews. Your whole daily amount you can find in that one cup of cashews. So, um, yeah, wow. you, could, you could start hitting uh, these these numbers pretty quickly. Uh, speaking of seeds, uh, next one on the list, going to be coming up pretty soon. You're going to cut that orange pumpkin, pumpkin open seeds. and pumpkin take seeds. out the seeds. Pumpkin seeds are really good for you. They got a lot of fiber, too, and magnesium. And how much protein? How many grams? In, in a cup? In a serving of uh, pumpkin seeds. It's actually three-quarters of a cup. Mm. Three-quarters of a cup. That I think you could sit down and eat while you're watching the series finale of Better Call Saul like I did the other night. And I was basically in tears, not because of the show itself, but because the show had ended. I mean, I'm just so (laughs) sad that Better Call Saul is over and that whole Breaking Bad universe is now gone. So anyways, okay, enough of that. Let's find out what you guys are guessing. Uh, 18 grams from I, I don't Carlson. know. This is a hard one. Total guess on that Oof. part, Eric. Um, so based on the based on how high the seed number was for cashews, 
Uh, I'm going to go with 30 grams. I like that reasoning. And guess what? We have our first ever five-point deduction. Eric Rogers nailed it on 30 grams. Nice job, Mr. Rogers. Holy cow. Telling you, Sarah. Coming for you. You you used some reasoning there. Yeah, excellent. It was bound to happen. Yep. All right. Now we go into the wonderful world of legumes. You guys like your uh, legumes? One thing that I try to eat every day. Peas legumes? Peas are legumes. legumes Peanuts are legumes. Lentils are legumes. We're going to hit them all. Starting with lentils, how many grams in a serving of cooked lentils? There's a shepherd pie upstairs made with cooked lentils. So I think it's about three quarters of a cup again of cooked lentils. That is one serving of lentils. I don't know. So how many I grams? Keep going around the same area just to keep myself safe. Of so. protein. So Sarah's going with twenty. Two, pretty good guess there, Mr. Rogers. What are you going with? By the way, I didn't mention that the pumpkin seed is equal to a serving of turkey. Or um, yeah, oh. yeah. So you're you're looking at that nice. animal wise. Okay, Eric with the lentils. All right. So based on the fact you said it was cooked, cooked I'm lentils. Some of those some of those nutrients are lost. So I'm going to go with 15 grams. Going with 15 cooked lentils, actually. Oh, man, they get better the more you cook them and better for you. So it's kind of weird. There's some things like kale and spinach and stuff like that. I want to know how much it is. It works better if you chop it up and cook it. Lentils, 27 grams, equal to a serving of chicken. Sarah comes storming back and gains seven points on Mr. Rogers. All right. Question number five. Here we go. Peanut butter. Now. This is a half a cup of peanut butter is considered a serving, and I'm not talking about the peanut butter that has palm oil in it or anything else like that. I'm just talking about chopped up peanuts basically blended together. They eventually will form a peanut butter. How many grams in in one half of a cup? One half. It would be a pretty healthy peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But maybe the amount that you would use to make ants on a log. Anybody ever make ants on a log for their kids? So you got the celery and the peanut butter, then you put some raisins and all of that in there. Okay. So peanut butter, what are we going with here? Uh, Sarah with 30 big grams of protein. Hmm. So my number is going to be based on the fact that peanuts are very common and a lower cost item than some others. So I don't know, maybe the nutritional value is not as much. So 20 grams? Going with 20. Tell you what, man, legumes and seeds and nuts will knock you out with the protein. Peanut butter, one half cup of natural peanut butter, 32 grams of In a protein. Half cup? In a half of a yeah. cup. Equal to and I six. Only, I, I, and I have yeah. to tell you, I guessed mine based on what I remember reading. Two tablespoons is a lot. It's a lot. You were talking, you were talking about a half a cup, so my... Peanuts are a superfood. I think George Washington Carver made rocket fuel out of peanuts at one point or something like that. So it's equal, by the way, to a six-ounce salmon filet. So six ounces of salmon or a half a cup of peanut butter. Wow. There you go. Same amount of protein. All right. Final question. Last one. Last chance here for you guys to make your mark. And we're talking about split peas. Everybody likes split pea soup? I love split pea soup. Split peas in one serving of split peas so think of a bowl of split pea soup how many grams of protein you think you're getting from those split peas so you're 
talking about a bowl of Yeah, a good bowl of split pea soup without the ham in it. That's the big deal right there. We're leaving the ham out. So just the split peas in the split pea soup. By the way, the, the gram equals or the gram amount equals to like having a uh, pork chop. So in that serving of split peas, Sarah, what are you going with here? Going with 30 grams of protein in Ooh. the split pea soup bowl. We Eric, are on the same level. We're going 30. So 30. this is going to be, I don't know. I, I don't, so we're going we're gonna to be the same. I don't know how this is going to work out. You both get a five-point deduction, 30 grams. Score, right baby. on the nuts right there. That is really good. So what we are going to do. We're going to take a quick timeout. We will come back, give you the results of this, and do Sarah's News. That is next year on the Real Men E-Plants podcast. Stick around. All right, time to tell you about VegReg. Yeah, VegReg.com helps you find plant-based restaurants and businesses in just one click. And if you are a vegan-friendly business, they can help you get found. If you're searching for healthy, cruelty-free meal options in your local area, VegReg is the perfect solution. Another great thing about VegReg, they have recipes. And when I say recipes, I mean real recipes. A Bacon Lover's BLT, Cookie Dough Protein Bites, Penne Arrabbiata, now that's the entree and not the character from The Sopranos, and even a vanilla bean, that's vanilla bean, he said, cheesecake, and they are all plant-based. You can also find Spotlight Vegan Businesses and more when you click on over to VegReg.com. I would say tell them that Rich sent you, but you know, it's a website and no one would hear you. That's VegReg.com. Welcome. Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. Everyone has a story that's built on thousands of hows, whys, and whats. Join myself, Chris Sheeler, as I dive into how people live their lives, why they do what they do, and what goes through their mind while they do it. If you love learning and what makes people tick, my podcast, Sheeler Select, has you covered. New episodes every Monday. Find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or just anywhere you get a podcast. She's a mom with vegetables. She's so delectable. The cows and pigs, she set them free. Can't you see? She's a hot chickpea. Veggie stew, just for you. Sit on down, there's these or two. time and I have some news of my own. We have the scores in from the protein game. Congratulations, Sarah Carlson got our lowest score ever, a 42, which is a damn fine score. But today it wasn't good enough as Eric Rogers notches his first win, 25 and a new Record darn, to darn close having that negative score. Darn there close. you go. You were you were cocky coming in today, and you did a hell of a job. Eric Rogers now just one behind in the all-time battle going on with Sarah Carlson, who is here to deliver 
the news. What is up, Sarah? Take it away. Well, we have some big news today for coffee lovers, and so that definitely piques my interest. Coffee yeah, Mate. right here. Love it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> coffee Mate is launching plant-based creamers for the first time in the company's 50-year-long history. So yeah. the uh, flavors will be French vanilla and caramel, almond and oat-based versions. Now, according to Coffee Mate, plant-based creamers now account for 15% of the creamer business. So this is very interesting uh, part of it. Apparently, the company launched some non-dairy options, but under another name, which kind of cracks me up. Okay. Uh, back in 2017, were they trying to hide the fact that they might go dairy-free? Yeah. So this is the company, this is the company Nestle that makes Coffee Mate. So they also wisely partnered up with Starbucks. Uh, during the pandemic in 2020 to make their range of non-dairy creamer options. And I don't go to Starbucks often, but I often think I would hate to be a barista and try to keep track of all the different mm -hmm. things people are ordering. Are you guys, do, do you know who the actor James Cromwell is? Um, if you've yes. ever seen him, I think you would know him. He's like six foot six. He's a tall guy, mm -hmm. and he is a a vegan activist, if you will. A couple cool. of months ago, he went into Starbucks, took super glue, and bonded his hands to the counter and refused to leave until Starbucks took away the extra charge that they have for ordering, like, almond creamer or soy <laughs> creamer. Mm. Yeah. So he ended up actually being taken away eventually by the police, but um, James Cromwell was really upset that Starbucks charges more for such hmm. things. And I will say this. I've been doing the, the plant-based creamer ever since I switched to being vegan almost three years ago. There are some really good ones out there. Um, Silk makes some excellent ones, and there's some other brands out there as well. The one thing to watch out for, so if you were to take like almond milk or oat milk, it's not really like milk. There isn't like natural fat that's in it. And mm -hmm. so to get fat in there, what they'll often do is throw some oil in there. So it's still plant-based, mm. but there will be sunflower oil or palm oil or something like huh. that that you really want to watch out for. So I've been kind of looking for ones that are oil-free and do a little less with the uh, sugar, too, because they'll over-sugar them um, as well. So I look for the ones that got organic cane sugar and no oil. They're a little bit harder to find. Sometimes they cost a little bit more, but it's worth it just to have that little shot of creamer in the coffee that I can't seem to do without. I should just and, learn how to take it, right? Back, but I can't. Yeah. Well, I know. And, and Sarah, you're gonna days? you're gonna like the so you know we you have this ongoing joke about poop with you. Have you heard <laughs> of uh, Kopi Luwak? I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's like one of the most expensive coffee beans out there. Yeah, so it uh, comes from like it's partially digested. They have to like source it from like civets feces. They eat these beans or cherries or whatever these. They eat this bean, and then they like have to digest some of the stuff out of there that humans can't consume. And then we, you know, humans go and pick through this poop and get the little beans out there, and that's what they use to roast it. And that's uh, apparently the most expensive coffee in the world. Yeah, I, wait, it, well, what, what's the animal Why? that it comes out of? I thought it was like a, a tiger civet? or something or something no, like that. No, it's like it looks like a little like what is a civet? Like a little weasel or a monkey looking thing. Oh my yeah, it's god! Like a, little, uh, a nocturnal mammal. So it's it's yeah. But wow. yeah, so lovely. I, I learned that one time going to a coffee shop. So I was like, oh, 
Good thing uh, I'm not a huge coffee person thinking about Yeah, we, eating, we talked a couple weeks ago about people splashing, coffee. yeah, like uh, rhinoceros urine on themselves to make themselves smell good because it's in a lot of cologne. Like, <laughs> Someone goes, you know yeah. what I'm going to do? I'm going to dig through this poop and start to brew, like, <laughs> roast it. Exactly. It? Like, right. Who was the first person that did this? You know, like, did you ever wonder how that stuff ever gets started? Somebody decided to go through animal feces and then roast the seeds that were coming out of it. Or, I mean, that is the beans, uh, whatever yeah. the hell they are. My God, who is I that person that first did that? I don't know how we end up on that? this subject, but it is fascinating. Like, Probably a pervert. It, okay. <laughs> something. It was something. Another, Somebody had, had a really bad idea at one point, and now it's the most expensive coffee in the world. Well, yeah. Well, well I we, can skip that coffee, and yeah. I'll drink whatever. I just like, you know, dark coffee. So back to what what matters here. Nestle is having <laughs> coffee mate. Um, dairy-free options available. Interestingly, I read this at some Walmart locations starting now, but fully, I know. <laughs> Where do you wow. want to And then other retailers by January of 2023. So not too far away. Yeah, Walmart's not the retailer I usually Good think stuff of. Good stuff coming up. Yeah. Maybe that's not in Canada, right? Sells out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here in the I United just, States. I, I just don't think gourmet when I think Walmart. I think like, you know, mm. Uh, sundresses and flip-flops and, yeah, people not doing their hair and people walking around with pajama bottoms on and, uh, you know, stuff like so that. That's what I think like of with, with Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, I would make fun of the people at Walmart, except that usually to make fun of the people at Walmart, you have to be one of those people that's at Walmart. So, right. yeah, you have to realize I'm one of those people. <laughs> and someone's probably making fun of me right now. So, <laughs> Oh, my so, God. So you can't no make fun one's of allowed to judge when they've That's done it themselves. Right. All right. That's Moving right. on. We have big news from thebeat.com. Someone who we would love to have on the show, and we will. We'll get there. The Bears, QB Justin Fields. He so has he been says, flirting with the idea of being on this program. So well, I am, no, I am in contact with his agent, and um, he wants to come up. Well, he's got an idea where he wants to open a chain of deep dish pizza restaurants that are all vegan. So that oh, everything cool. on the menu would be plant based and but like Chicago style deep dish pizza that you would be able to get. And so Justin Fields is looking into that. Yes, he is he is vegan and he's one Let's talk hell of an athlete. Too. Yeah, exactly. He's, so he yeah. did an exclusive interview with the beat, but I can tell <laughs> you you may be in touch with his agent, but I personally have had this connection with him because he has epilepsy. Oh. As do I. Oh, his, I that. That get him, him on, reach out to him personally. I know, he right? He does have epilepsy. I remember that from draft night and they it, were talking he, about. Like mine, he has his controlled, but um, he's a really important person to the epilepsy community. We were wow. really happy uh, to see that it didn't stop him athletically. He had it uh, controlled hmm. with medication, and he does what he does, and he kicks ass. But that represents that so can we as the epilepsy family, as I call it. But we're talking more about what he eats next. And I will hopefully maybe work that angle in the near future. So he says that this vegan diet he's been on makes him faster. And he revealed what he eats in a day to the beat. Okay. Um, I want, went, I want to hear this. Yeah. This okay, sounds So he went vegan back in May of 2020 when there was quarantine um, with his family. They set out to do like one month vegan. He stayed vegan because of how it made him feel. Everybody else went back and he's stuck to it. So, his, I, I was writing down, he starts off the day with coffee. I don't know what, what kind of 
<laughs> creamery uses, lots of water and fruit. Um, says he keeps breakfast pretty light, which is interesting. I don't know what he does if he's practicing right after. So for lunch, it's vegan chicken nuggets, maybe a vegan burger. I love those. Um, plus he gets his carbs in, lots of carbs, uh, potatoes and rice for energy, he says. Um, dinner, he said, similar to lunch, but he tries to make an effort to get a lot of greens in at that point. Um, at the end yep. of the day, he talks a lot about this uh, shake that he eats. The- Owen. It's called yes. Only Owen. What You Need. Mm-hmm. O-W-Y-N. Owen. Only What You Need. And he yep. is an ambassador for this. Owen. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know Justin Fields. Come on now. Well, so that's why you have... <laughs> contact with the agent and I'm just sitting here going, I don't know how to say this shake. Anyway, he does have uh, an Owen shake to finish off the day. And he says, complete his protein intake. So before the game, he says he actually doesn't eat too much, but he does grab that Owen shake after for recovery. Um, Likes the way it makes him feel. Again, he feels lighter and faster as a vegan uh, athlete. So his favorite plant-based recipe, this is one of my favorites too. His favorite is uh, falafel burgers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Good he says stuff. he eats them a couple of times a week. Uh, a lot of added benefits too. So falafel is one of my favorites. And sweet potato fries. Lovely. Sweet potato favorite. fries are like my favorite like go-to thing if I'm like craving fries, but I want like a healthier option for it. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's like one of the best tasting alternatives there is by the way there is a fry recipe i don't know if there's a sweet potato fry recipe but there's one on shaneandsimple.com go ahead and get it oil-free baked fries that are actually crunchy we made them and they were terrific so if you like a little crunch uh to your to your no well there is an air fryer option or or you could bake them so one way or the other um and come out really good shaneandsimple.com i'm gonna bang that thing home because i love (laughs) that website i'm like the the number one fan now i post it in that group all the time eric you're in that group I, there's, a, probably yep, there's a facebook group for it and yeah. rich is very consistently posting in there love it i, I can love tell you too food. that sweet potato fries are becoming more popular in restaurants and kind of like burger joints that are more bar type except for they still. slut them well, up with like all sorts of different stuff like they put like parmesan cheese on there and you everything do like, gotta they're fine you do have to watch it you know what my, my favorite way to eat a sweet potato i'm not a huge sweet potato fan but just baked just bake the freaking sweet potato and then just Ooh. dig into it don't put anything on it you don't need anything i'll put a little bit of pepper like black pepper on there or something like that mm-hmm. that's it that's exactly how i'll eat it there's a lot of ways that you can muck it up like in, in my family they used to make it all the time like candied sweet potatoes you ever have this with like a ton of marshmallows and butter oh, and all yeah. of that. Yeah, it's more like a dessert than a side dish. And I always um, found that to be too brown sweet. Sugar it's and, too sweet. Is it walnuts or cashews? But yeah. nuts on top of a sweet potato can be really good. Very too. good. That sounds really good. Yeah. Pecans, maybe even. I can I'm get some hungry. of that. Yeah, I know, right? We always get into this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we record around lunchtime. Right, yeah, and I know. It, like... It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, it is that way. People are probably listening to this thing at night somewhere or our group in Thailand. They're like, what the hell are these people talking about? Why are they hungry are all they the time? But, yeah, yeah. So good stuff. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I, I love Justin Fields. I wish him nothing but the best. And I hope that yeah, he brings a I'm, Super I'm, Bowl I'm title about him. Mm-hmm. to, to the Chicago potential. Bears. So I'm going to end the news today with more about Beyonce. And I think it's because 
I personally love her. And wouldn't she be a great guest? But yeah, ha ha, Sarah. What but, is not to love? Oh, my God. If she could give us well, 15 talked, or 20 minutes of her time. How she, she can bring her husband vegan, on. You know, just yeah, Jay-Z. <laughs> we talked about she switched to a vegan bag. And she has so many people following her, wanting to be like her and listening to messages. So it was in 2015 that she co-founded 22 Days Nutrition. This is a vegan meal delivery uh, brand. Now, obviously, meal delivery is not easy, but she did it after she experienced going vegan with Jay-Z, her husband, uh, music legend, to say the least. Um, they did this years ago, almost 10 years ago. And this chef that she worked with, that they worked with, turned it into a much longer initiative called The Green Print. So it kind of ah, refers plays to off one of Jay-Z's albums. They're trying to get it all in, but... Hey, it sounds like they're killing it with this. Beyonce has used and asked her, get this, 120 some million followers to go vegan. And this post got 2.6 million likes, several, I don't know, hundreds of thousands saying, we're going to do this because we want to be like you. We want to look like you. Um, so she not only does this and saying, hey, hey, you know, all my fans, let's ditch the animal products. Let's do the right thing. But then she also um, uplifts black owned businesses, including vegan brands. I think I might've mentioned that the last time, but I'm just so impressed by the fact that she can say, Hey y'all, let's do this. And people go, well, why don't I try it? If she can do it. And she talks about that. It's not as, as hard as you would think. Now a meal delivery brand no, can't really afford that, but we have way. almost 2.6 million followers on uh, realmanyplants.com. <laughs> we're, we're working towards it. We, we we're are getting there. there one by one. Hey, that if everybody today would just tell a friend about realmanyplants.com, I think we can get there by tomorrow. That would be uh, fantastic. Now, um, I loved her in gold member, by the way. I don't think she acts near mm -hmm. enough. I would like to see her in more. She was things. good, yeah, she was convincing. I, I, I have a she feeling really she'll good. be one of those celebrities who acts later in life. You know, I when hope she's so. done being on the stage and touring and she has a brand new album out right now, but you know, when I she has so. the I mean, time. It would be so <laughs> nice. She's just like doing side quests now, like in life. Like, you know, I think I've done making my millions from this. So maybe I'll do a movie now and then to keep the income yeah. coming in. Perfect. Perfect. I, I, I want to see it. her like, like in a movie with like, like Jennifer Hudson too, who I think is phenomenal, who can really sing mm. and really act and, and do both those things. And, um, I, I you know, Beyonce is multi-talented. Love to see her in more things. I think she's fantastic. And the fact that she's vegan is the cherry on top of the vegan Sunday right there. So, um, love it guys. Great job today. We're going to do it all again tomorrow. And uh, hopefully everybody liked it again. Like us and follow us and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere that you get your, your pods. Stitcher's one of them. I don't think I've ever been on Stitcher, but if you get your <laughs> pods on Stitcher, go there. You can also find us at realmeneatplants.com. And remember, while you're there, hit that support button, just like Sarah Carlson did yesterday to support the podcast and also to support Paul's party, Paul Palooza coming up at the end of the month. So absolutely love all of that, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sarah, Eric, great job today. And we will do it all again tomorrow right here on the Real Men E-Plans podcast. See you.